shooting right after the unfortunate event that shook Beirut through its roots and you know I, I honestly don't know what to say you guys I'm sorry that this happened to your country uh, I do have my theories I don't think it might be appropriate because it's still too early to discuss unless you guys are fine about it no I'm fine with anything are you fine with anything I mean just talk yeah yeah, yeah, just yeah. Talk why not about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just talk about it but uh, our in like Beirut currently now is Said. Uh, he will be discussing, I guess, what he saw, and we will be discussing what we think went down since the news can't seem to cover it up real quick. Right? Said, what happened in Beirut? Let us know. Uh, well, first of all, I actually lived in Shemun. Uh, I, w- I was in Beirut an hour before the explosion, yeah, as you can see. Like, uh, I was actually planning on staying in Beirut, <laughs> but then I changed my mind at the last second and I just left. Uh, and then I'm like just sitting at home watching Netflix and I, I hear, I hear like massive, like thunder sound and, uh, I'm wearing my headphones for, for my, my ears, like <clears throat> they got annoyed and for the rest of the day they were, they were hurt. Then I like I just I take off my headphones and I find my whole house like just wind because the the balcony window was open so everything the doors were like moving and shutting and slamming and just uh, like it, it felt like it felt it, it was an earthquake basically that's how it felt and it was recorded as a 4.5 magnitude earthquake after the explosion. I look outside. I just I'm staring at. Uh, at the massive cloud of smoke that I just, I just couldn't, I, for like 20 seconds straight, I was just like staring at this. I'm like, I, I couldn't, I was like awestruck. I, and that doesn't usually happen to me because when I saw it, the first thing I, I thought was like, fuck it, we're, fuck, we're going into a war now. Like, holy shit, we're going into a war. Because the first thing as, as someone, as a Lebanese would think is, oh shit, Israel bombed us. Like that's the first thing that will go through my head. And uh, obviously, that was mentioned a lot at, during the day. Um, obvi- oh, there's nothing to prove that that happened uh, yet. But most of the, the claims are going to that it was storage of ammonium nitrate that we've had in the, the port. Okay, so the explosion happened in the port of Beirut, which is 25 kilometers away from where I live. But that's the port we're looking at right now. Let's see. That's it. right. Let's see this. Yeah, let's see what All happens. Right. Let's, let's, let's watch this. Obviously, to our uh, listeners, uh, thank God you don't have to watch this because it's very horrifying. And to our viewers who are currently watching now, uh, we will be discussing a lot about this kind of stuff. It may seem a little bit insensitive, but then again, Arabs are typically insensitive to these kinds of stuff. <laughs> So, uh, if you feel like you cannot watch today's episode, it's fine. Click off. We'll see you tomorrow. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's why we're watching it now. And that's the video. So, like, if we look here, 
this this is i don't know like i don't know how much ammonium uh, you guys there yeah 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 mm-hmm. oh because yeah. yeah, i thought you guys were liking <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know how much ammonium nitrate you need for an explosion like that to happen 2750 tons uh, oh i guess they have the answer but like still like, yeah keep moving forward dude we, yeah that's we that's, look uh-huh look at the look at look look at this the little like wow i don't even know what to say you guys mm-hmm. now imagine if this was in the middle of a city or in the in the inside the populous area not on the the ocean that's, that's i mean it still hit other. a lot of people the whole port is wrecked and like yeah, yeah definitely but like mm-hmm. half of it half of it is going outward towards the ocean mm-hmm. that is true yeah so the, the most of it maybe could have been yeah. disaster it's true. So what? So what? Yeah. So what got damaged? Side. Like, what parts are really like hurt right now? Well, I don't know if you can find the picture of the actual port right now, but you will see that where the explosion. Side, could you, uh, Ali? Could you not like be scrolling while we're talking? I'm listening. I'm just trying to find a different angle of the, of the what's it called? All right. Can you not share it while we're talking, just so we can get it, Fair. so we can see side? Right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, dude. My bad. No, you're good. So, um. Yeah. There's an image of before and after. You literally see the port, basically hangars, uh, warehouses, and with ships and all that. And then the the warehouse where the storage is now just a hole in the ground, and there's water in its place. Literally, it it doesn't it doesn't exist where it was. And all of the other warehouses around it are either flattened to the ground yeah okay you see this crater on the left side right in front of that building that yeah this? like right under no 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 down 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 okay you see i don't know how am i gonna point at it but, uh, <laughs> bottom of the screen at the, uh-huh. at the bottom of the screen so you're talking about this whole building here yeah this was a building and right <laughs> oh my god mm-hmm. right under it was the warehouse so you see where there's water the crater looking thing yeah yeah, that that's was, where the that was where the warehouse was. Now it's a crater in the water. Let's yeah, see if we can find the, this right here. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. That was where the warehouse was, and you see all the other metal things around it. Those were warehouses, and people used to work. There. So what were in them side? Inside like, the warehouse exploded, or yeah, the yeah. warehouse. No, no, I mean like the port of Beirut. This is the. This is the. Port of Beirut, this is where we get our imports and uh, supplies, whatever it is, cars. Like food, medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things. Now, we have other ports, but this is like the main one. So, the fact that it was was annihilated, it was eviscerated. I don't know how to describe what happened to it. I mean, it's it's in complete ruin. And uh, the description of the explosion was compared to one-fifth the Hiroshima explosion. Mm-hmm. Which is and that was an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. That was an atomic bomb. And that was 100 years ago also. Nothing like this has happened like in a century. No. This mm-hmm. is the third biggest explosion that rate, uh, that's been ever rated. Wow. Right after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. So so what about like downtown? What about Hamra? Um, Ashrafiye? What uh, do you know? What places were hurt the most? Like then most of the actual explosion part was at the port. So you most of most of the things that were completely destroyed was at the port. But mm-hmm. if you go like beside the port, if, yeah. For example, here this is a uh, this is Jamaize Maram Khayel Street. Mm-hmm. Buildings collapsed, homes were destroyed, uh, cars squished, uh, debris fell. People people were weren't dying from the explosion; they were falling from the debris that was falling on them. People are stuck are still stuck in their buildings and their homes because they just collapsed, and we don't really have the best facilities and uh, disaster management to deal with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to hear what this guy has to say? Yeah, he's the mayor. This is the mayor. Hey, let's start from the beginning. Mm, share sound. Yeah, yeah, that too. So he starts talking right about here. And we will share computer sound. So tell me if you guys can hear this. Really, I can't, I can't say much uh, except that um, you know, we feel so sorry for the losses that we, uh, we had. Uh, can we rebuild? Uh, of course, uh, definitely. Uh, this is what we're uh, uh, all. How long will it take? It's easy. It's, it's, it's still early to uh, say that. <laughs> it's like, it's easy. <laughs> I mean, in Lebanese fashion. If we, if we think about it, this isn't the worst. destruction Beirut or Lebanon has seen and like you guys are tough enough to come back from anything right mm-hmm. at least that's what I like to believe like wow look at those look at that way hold on like look at that building just completely gone mm-hmm. that car you guys like that like the Lebanese people I've known for a long time right now you guys have come back from worse right well would you guys agree with that statement I don't, I don't know from worse I've never seen anything to this damage but um, the one thing, can you uh, not screen share? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, the one thing, like, the one thing I got out of this, the, the one positive thing, if you can say, that came out of this to me, I think, is that everyone saw that video of the bomb exploding in Beirut, everyone around the world. Like, all my friends that have nothing to ever, ever do with Lebanon now know about it. And, like, we know that um, the best way to, like, cause change is with you know awareness and attention um so hopefully now that we're on everyone around the world's radar um why not we'll get more sympathy from people around the world i mean it's like it's at the cost of so many lives but is it um, sympathy that lebanon needs it's more well sympathy and donation and money that's the thing it's like there is no way people are going to donate money unless like Lebanon has been suffering for a long, a long time now, especially very recently. They've been struggling for a very, very long like time and not too much international attention at all. And this is the first time I feel like, um, like all my friends are like aware of what's happening in Lebanon. Um, and as, yeah, it's not like, it's also not the, it's like it's a lot of damage and like you know like that's like you can't count them right it's just like tragic and i'm sure there's a lot more we don't know about who died but 
you just gotta rebuild and have something to do. And I saw, I was talking to my mom this morning. She was like, yeah, everyone went down on the streets and everyone's cleaning up the glass and everyone's partaking in it. And like cleaning up will take like a couple days. Maybe a week. Yeah. And then refixing things will take, you know, some time. But if everyone's like working together, which it looks like everyone is, um, like, you know, material things can be fixed. And with the international attention, um, hopefully we can come back stronger. Um, But I don't know. (laughs) Sight. I mean, it's yeah, a lot to take in. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. For example, like you were mentioning, we have, we have now a lot of sympathy coming in from international uh, bodies and uh, organizations and and countries to the to the degree that even Israel mentioned that they want they are trying to send humanitarian aid to the Lebanese government, but I I doubt that will pass. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Not yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, sorry, I but, wasn't here to hear. Can you say that again? Because I was saying, I was saying it's a lot to take in, and uh, now that we have we have a lot of awareness from uh, so many different types of organizations and uh, foreign bodies that to, to the degree that even Israel is is uh, wants to send aid, and uh, I mean, I I'm all uh, I'm with the obviously we. You definitely need the help and the donations and the, the support that I mean even I mean France already sent like uh, 50 I think 50 uh, what's it called experts to help in disaster management to help with the mm-hmm. yep with Macron Quaid himself is, also, is coming down and Kuwait yeah, in a lot of different countries Kuwait, mm-hmm. Kuwait is sending I think medical staff and equipment uh, to help with the medical aspect of disaster relief which like i'm proud to say because it is it is good help you know Mm -hmm. it's a good thing that we are helping such a beautiful country that deserves the help not saying there's people that don't deserve the help but like with disaster relief the sooner you act the less the casualties yeah right so yeah now uh, we so there was this this expert disaster management, and he was talking on Marcel Ghanem's uh, TV show. Marcel Ghanem is a uh, is a TV host that talked about like social uh, issues and political issues in Lebanon. And this uh, this expert that was he was talking he was talking yesterday about it. There is a committee that was created a while back that involves the Red Cross and uh, the I don't know how you say it in English. What's uh, w- the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, which is basically the civil defense. Civil defense. Exactly. The civil and, defense unit. Yeah, exactly. And all of those uh, facilities. And I've also from the army. And a few people from, obviously, suits that are representing political parties, which are. And But this, the problem with, with this committee is that. They were responsible for this disaster management, but they, but nothing was done because the government wasn't really supportive. And this is this is the time that we could have used something like that, uh, a, a committee that was responsible for handling the disaster management and the logistics and all of the resources to be used properly. This is an issue that we don't we have in Lebanon. 
there's no organization. Well, there's no organization at all. <laughs> there is no government at all. They act, they kind of act like you take your money and disappear. <laughs> if, if there is an organization, it's a non-profit organization, which is a very hard organization to run mm -hmm. as like well. For, like, for example, the Red Cross and other NGOs. Also so food bless and people like, uh, you know, Maya, I, I can imagine, I don't know if she's watching this episode now, but I can imagine the struggle that she's about to face mm -hmm. trying to help as much as possible. I mean, know? food, but not just food, like shelter. I heard like 300,000 people are out of their homes just because like this, you have no homes, they're gone. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the main reason why uh, I as much as we appreciate all of these donations, I would much rather they come towards the NGOs than the government. Because I, I don't trust the government to be able to handle yep. these businesses properly and to apply them in the, the proper in, in an efficient way. I, I, I'm with you, Said, one million percent. Just look one at our history. Any kind of aid or assistance that comes to Lebanon ends up not in the assisting of, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so, yeah, no. But by the way, this is why instead of money, quit. Sorry, you were saying? Oh, no, I was just saying like, uh, there has to be a better way to assist Lebanon than supplying the government. With that stuff. I, I mean, this is why with quit, they didn't send, you know, funds or money. They sent medical staff and they sent medical equipments, you know? Exactly. Because much more. it's unfortunate to say like, it's not the first time, you know, Kuwait helps the Lebanese government. I won't say the people, because if they did help, if they did help the people, there would be a lot of change by the government, right? Definitely. So, so in the past, they have done, and like, we've seen that there is no, you know, there's no fixing to this issue. It's just increasing the corruption. Reform. There's no reforms. So that's why instead we're like, okay, fine. You need help. We want to help you. The only way we can is by sending medical staff and equipment. And you have the countries like France sending uh, their disaster relief experts. You have who else? Who else? Do you know who else helped? Because they all deserve a shout out, to be honest. Until now, no. Uh, these are the only two. These um, are the only two? I think Qatar, I think, or Bahrain. I'm not sure if. Uh, honestly, I, I forgot what the flags were. Um, Describe it to me. I might be able to. <laughs> <laughs> it's red. Honestly, it's white. <laughs> no, it's like red, and then there's like the white teeth. Thing. Yeah, and is the red really dark, like maroon, or light red? <laughs> really dark? That's Qatar. <laughs> the light one's bad. <laughs> the light one's bad. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so I think Qatar. Uh, I heard also Bahrain. Might Thank you, Qatar. Yeah, thank you. It is so. I don't know. Like, do you want to jump into? Trump gave Trump gave the Lebanon a shout out. Do you hear what he had to say about the whole no. thing? You didn't hear? Side, no. did you hear what he said? And he said, he said that it was an attack, a horrific attack. Mm -hmm. He emphasized on on that it was an attack, and I don't know what he knows, but I'd I'd like to know. <laughs> I like to know what that guy knows. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boys, honestly, if you don't want me to get into theories, I can just not. But like, and maybe we can uh, discuss no, no, them we, in private. I mean, I have my own. All right. You want to let you want to. R slash conspiracy. 
by the way, this is the guy you were talking about, right? Which is uh, Marcel Ghanem's yes, show. Yes, the, the okay. guy on the first one, yeah. Not the two people at the bottom. This guy. And he yeah. left it. Okay, well, as you can see from that, there's probably a lot that goes down in that show. <laughs> but I would like the to one. just... He's the one. Okay, he's in the second. You I, can know, see I know which one. The guy yeah. was the Samaha guy that left. I wanna, I wanna watch this video with you guys. This is not, this is Syria. This is Syria. Now, now a good friend. When we were talking about this on a WhatsApp group, he's like, "This looks very similar to a type of bomb called a thermobaric bomb. A Russian thermobaric bomb." Let's watch this bomb. Allahu Akbar. So the sound is like very, you know, it's it's thermobaric, which means it catches yeah, this fire. This didn't easily. have the mushroom cloud. This didn't have you know, the the yes. the thing is he it, it's actually nothing that nothing alike. First of all, this is <laughs> way smaller. Uh, second Hold of all, on. the one. Yeah. Let me let me get into it. They said I mean, that the, the fumes were toxic and it was ammonium nitrate, yes? Okay, yeah. Ammonium nitrate can only... Explosions probably don't set off ammonium nitrate. Flames set off ammonium nitrate. Yeah. I, I know. Right? This is true. And this is what... Okay, uh, let me describe exactly how it looked like, first of all. So, in the video, that the first video we saw where, where the explosion happened, you could see there was already smoke and there was already flames going up there was yes. already a fire before the explosion happened so people saw it people that's why people were able to film the explosion because they saw the fire mm -hmm. coming from the port and they started filming not knowing that there was going to be a massive explosion to happen after that there was a flame and then there was like uh there are there's another video of someone filming it literally right beside the hangar before the explosion happened. I don't know on, on the on the uh, ship, right? They were on a I, boat. No, 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 no. There was someone literally right beside it. So in the building beside the warehouse. If you have the bomb, if you have the video, and if you can send it to me like right now, I can pull it up. Uh, let so me if you see. can send it now. But, but but Said, what I was gonna go with is that they set off a thermobaric bomb, right? That, start, that caused the initial flames we see. It caught the ammonium nitrate, and that caused the major explosion that we've seen. The, the second explosion. But yeah, what, is that, what does that mean? At all, it's just like, it's just an explosion. What yeah, but need, that means yeah. it was an attack, like Trump said. <laughs> it could be. It could also right? just be that the government was like lazy and stupid, and they put <laughs> chemicals in our, you know, and someone maybe took advantage of that. Uh, it's hard to point fingers when it's like, we don't have the full picture. I feel like in a couple of days, it'll be more clear than, you know, everything is. Can you remind me which but, one? Uh, the, the one that was right next to the bomb when it happened. The guy who was uh, right next to it. Yeah, let me try to find it. I don't know a bomb of this measure. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure this was an attack. No, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's an. Yeah, I don't think it's an accident. I don't believe in accidents, but um, 
it just it just it's hard right now to really like know whether like who is the acting factor why they do it um you know it just i don't know i have no clue is this something that's been done before is this something that's pre-planned or is it something that just happened um but like that's the video via instagram and it and it uh, could sure, also yeah. send it to the show's uh, instagram it, it could also be that like it's not that that it's an accident but that like we've known these things have been there for the longest time right it's famous that it's been there for like the past like seven um seven years they've known about about this right side yeah okay. it's been stored there for seven years yeah so I mm -hmm. and uh yeah uh you were saying sorry i think that's that okay yeah this is the video here let's work. I want you guys to hear this. We hear it. Again, to our viewers. Oh, you guys hear it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at here. Let's forward the window, yeah? Focus on the window. Let's go back to this. Wait, there's another image I can send you that shows the those you know those sounds of sound. Hold on. Allahu Akbar. Listen 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 to the crackles. There's a bit of a crackle there in the thermal barrier. I don't hear let me Can you guys hear it? Because I can hear it kind of. I'm not an explosive expert. <laughs> you don't know. There's your second. Well, if you want an explode, like a, a soldier's point of view, like uh, one, I won't say the name of the soldier, right? But uh, here, let me. My bad. Let me send you another video that shows a bit those crackling sounds that uh, you guys heard from Beirut, the Beirut video. Okay. Well, uh, let me continue. Uh, a friend of mine who was a soldier, he has been or he has seen like war before, told me that the, the measure of this kind of explosion cannot be an accident. No. Mm -hmm. It cannot be an accident. There's I mean, it's no never happened. <laughs> it just you know? never has happened. And then it's like. Okay, let's discuss a little bit about ammonium nitrate. To our viewers who don't know, ammonium nitrate is basically a farming fertilizing agent used in farming, right? Uh, in the 50s, I think, or in the 60s, I think in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Was it in Cleveland, Ohio? The guy who put barrels in a government official office. I'm sure you heard about this, Haley. I don't know. I forgot which state. And I forgot, like, I forgot about the whole story, which is very <laughs> upsetting, but like, uh -huh. <laughs> he used the same thing. He used ammonium nitrate. To blow it up? To blow it up. That's why there's huge restriction on ammonium nitrate. The explosion compared to this was not as big. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was. Yeah, but how many people will say it was, but it all depends on experience, right? But it was not like that. Yeah, but how much did they use? Mm -hmm. Around, like, probably thousands of tons. Like, we're talking barrels of barrels on barrels. 
I remember yep. the story was he used to have a pickup truck and he'd fill it and he did like two or three goes of filling the area. Yeah, but okay, that. a barrel can't doesn't carry a ton, you know. And even if he did two or three carries, I mean, how many barrels can he carry up to like 20, 20 barrels in the pickup truck? That's like forty barrels. That's not even forty tons. There's no way near the amount that of ammonium nitrate that that was in the warehouse. Now I'm not I'm not denying that this was not an accident, mm -hmm. but I'm not ruling it out either. But honestly, I'm more leaning towards the it's not an accident part because I mean seven years they they were literally stored seven years in the warehouse. So okay, let me tell you the story of how we got these the this a massive amount of ammonium nitrate. So in 2013 there was a ship that was carrying this uh, storage from Georgia to Mozambique. And this is the, from the source that I read from uh, two lawyers in Lebanon. And uh, the, plane, the, the ship had like technical issues, so they had to stop in Lebanon. But the thing is their cruise wasn't exactly legal. So they were, not exactly sure if they were had an arrest warrant on them or or what, but they were stopped in Lebanon. And then two years later, they wanted to like basically they wanted to get their stuff back. So they hired a law Lebanese law firm, and uh, it didn't work out for them. Uh, so, sorry. So two years later, we eventually took them off the ship and kept them in storage uh, to auction them off to sell them. But we never sold them. The government never sold them. The government chose to keep them and we just kept them in storage until this no. bigger event. Mm -hmm. But it's 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate. So it's not a small amount. You know, this is an explosive substance that can, that is equal to three, uh, I think, I'm not sure, I, I saw, how, I forgot how much it was, but like, like three kilotons of uh, TNT or some shit, something like that. So, and we know we I mean we can all see it's not like we can all see how damaging it was. Yeah, it's 20% mm -hmm. the the impact of a of an atomic bomb. The people in Cyprus literally felt it. With and they're 100 and oh, they're almost they heard it. Yeah, they felt it and they heard it both. So wow. they're 150 kilometers away from it. So yeah, you can imagine how devastating this is. I mean both ends of Lebanon from the south to the north. So, so what's happening right now in Beirut? So that was yesterday. Today is it yeah. cleared up mostly, or I don't know. You were in Beirut. Now, uh, I was in Beirut before the explosion happened. Like literally one hour, half an hour before the explosion happened, and then I reached home. Um, the the thing is now is that the ammonium nitrate is now in the in the air, and it's <laughs> it's hazardous for the for anyone who has, for example, lung issues or has breathing problems or heart issues, and and just having the substance on your body can cause irritation. Uh, I'm not basing this off of my uh, of my expertise. I'm this is I'm basically quoting other people who have mentioned why we should stay away from Beirut and not go out in public in Beirut and keep the windows mm -hmm. closed because of the, the effect of the substance. So this is what I've heard, and this is, and they've even declared uh, a state of emergency in Beirut. 
right now actually checking on, uh, on Instagram. They literally gave away Beirut went out to the army. They gave what? What did you say? Beirut to the army. That's they what gave I Beirut to the army. To the Lebanese army. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what not, does that mean? Well, Strict martial law. Basically, yeah. Not anyone can. You can't just go out and uh, anymore. I guess you can't. Uh, you have to stay at home. You you have to be properly covered and everything, masks and and all that, so that you don't get affected from the from the chemical substance. You have to go back home. Uh, when you go back home, you have to basically wash everything. Your clothes. Your every. Your, and that was shopping. with COVID. You know, plus this, your lungs exactly. have no chance. And can you imagine now in, in the hospitals, all of, all of Beirut hospitals are full now. They're literally telling people to go to hospitals outside Beirut because they don't fit anymore. The people, there's not enough space. And uh, It's not just even, there's not enough space, there's not enough doctors. True, there's also that. So imagine hospitals that are crammed full of injured people with COVID on top of them. So they have to deal with both of these issues. So so what so what so yeah what can we do to to help so how are people helping out? There's uh, a lot of online uh, websites and NGOs that are asking for help. So there's always you can donate to them, especially the Red Cross, Foodless, and many others. Um, you can find. I'll, I'll I'll try to share them with you. Yeah, we'll please. leave any link that we can get from you in the description. Yeah, obviously, as usual. So, what so, else can we do? I heard that the Benkedem, which is the blood bank, is requiring all types of blood. Yeah, uh, for no, I, I don't know how that works, like from abroad. So, mm-hmm. I guess mainly, I guess mainly fiscal donations to not the government to NGOs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it goes a long way because like one one dollar is like eight thousand Lebanese lira right now. So it's Which like does a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's like if you can donate, like even if it's like twelve bucks, like instead of a sandwich, right? Just that like would help like a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. I think I'm gonna be donating, boys. Are you gonna donate? I'm definitely donating. Uh, of course. The, yeah. The, like, of course. I don't know and where. Everyone, I don't know Everyone how. should. Everyone should like help. Well, Aside, aside's in it. Said he's receiving our donations right now as he repairs. Yeah. Is your house yeah. okay? Is everything? Did the glass fall down or anything? No, no. Uh, we were. Uh, the, we also we were lucky that the windows were open, so the wind basically went throughout the house. Mm-hmm. But some of the the wind, some of like the glass on the balcony got cracked and stuff, but nothing broke, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And like I'm I'm twenty I'm like twenty five thirty kilometers. <laughs> yeah, you're so far away from like the ocean the glass mm-hmm. so ima- imagine how far that this blast radius that was mm-hmm. so my closing monologue would be uh, i mean i'm sorry to the lebanese people and i'm sorry for what happened to you guys uh, like it's a scary okay. thing to watch let alone to live it and see it with your very own eyes obviously you know I, I've like after discussing this with friends, 
and they were they were shaken up about it. I told them the reason why we're shaken up about it is usually we hear these strikes happening, but we never got to see what it actually looks like. I mean, there's nothing right? ever like this. Also, this is a and one this of is, a kind. Yeah, this is yeah something completely different. I urge you. In fact, no, I beg you guys to donate whatever you can towards NGOs and not the government, not the Lebanese government, the NGOs, which are non-governmental organizations. We will link people. Uh, yeah, we will leave. If you can't find them, we'll leave you links in the description. We'll leave the Lebanese Red Cross, Food Bless, as we did last time. We're also going to leave like a whole new a bunch of people. I urge you guys, please donate for Lebanon. Thank you for watching another episode. Thank you. I will say, I will say, this is one of the few events that happen in Lebanon that everyone's affected by. Like whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're like any religion, right? Any age, any kind of like background, everyone got hit. So if there is something we should ever unite for, this is like something I hope Lebanese people get behind together. Hopefully, the world comes together also, and uh, we can come out of it stronger. I hope. Thank you, boys, for sharing your time. Thank you, Saeed, for coming on the show. We'll see you next week, I guess. Um, yeah, thank you. Peace. Okay. All right. Oh.